0: This is Bloomberg Law with June Grosso.
1: The coronavirus is ramping up America's abortion war as red and blue states spar over whether the procedure is essential amid a flurry of judicial rulings. In the state of Texas, the battle has reached the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Joining me is Michelle Goodwin, a professor at the University of California, Irvine School of Law and author of the new book, Policing the Womb. Michelle, how would you characterize what's happening now over abortion rights while the country is in the middle of a public health crisis? Well,
0: abortion rights have become a convenient political uh, proxy for carrying out platforms against uh, people's constitutional rights to in their pregnancy, and sort of the coronavirus really has become that proxy, a convenient scapegoat, if you will, for carrying out an agenda that upends and guts, really, uh, women's constitutional rights to end their pregnancies. And it's quite unfortunate because what states that are looking to do it in these times are claiming is that this medical procedure to which there is a constitutional right is not essential. Essentially, a constitutional right is not essential. A medical constitutional right, they're saying, is not essential.
1: Is that the basic argument in all these cases? And what are the challengers' responses?
0: So this is a basic claim. And, you know, they're suggesting that this really isn't about women and it's not about their constitutional rights. What this really is, is part of pandemic preparedness, that it's important not to divert resources away, medical resources away from addressing coronavirus, and that that's where attention should be in Texas. But meanwhile, in Texas, while there's an effort to close abortion clinics and make sure that doctors who perform these services cannot do so, meanwhile, gun stores are open, and so are other places that people can go to, presumably those are essential services, being able to uh, pick up a gun during these times and not an individual's ability to terminate a pregnancy. Now, some states are saying, well, so long as this is an elective abortion, such as an abortion that's not really needed, but the state really shouldn't be gerrymandering in any way reproductive health and determining which abortions happen to be elective and which abortions happen to be essential, and here's a reason why. In states, there would be, some states would say, well, an abortion that's pursuant to a rape or incest happens to be essential, but one of the things that we know through statistics over time that are reliable, reliable empirical data is that people who are raped oftentimes do not report their rapes. That doesn't mean that they haven't been raped. It doesn't mean that they're not pregnant because of a rape. They simply sometimes do not report it for fear of their own safety, of harm to their families, any number of reasons which people are sympathetic to. So there may be abortions that may appear to be elective to the state, which really are Essential, And states that have become far more strict with regard to abortion had, in some instances, created sympathetic carve-outs, if you will. But even that is deeply problematic because uh, an abortion is legal, institutionally legal in this country. It's been the only space where there is a constitutional right that has been subjected to so much gutting um, at the state level mostly determined by male legislators and governors. This has not been an agenda that women have followed. And also it's an agenda that's inconsistent with the broad majority of how Americans feel. I should add one other point to this that really underscores why the state, uh, states that are seeking to do this are engaging in a very dangerous game. And that is the United States leads the developed world in the rate of maternal mortality. The U.S. has the highest rate of maternal mortality, higher even than in some developed countries. A person is 14 times more likely to die by carrying a pregnancy to term in the United States than by terminating it. In that way, when states are gerrymandering abortion rights, they are actually playing with not only health and safety, it's actually a life and death game that they're playing.
1: The situation has escalated in Texas, where the state AG has threatened abortion providers who continue to perform procedures with fines of up to $1,000 or 180 days in jail. And 16 other states have defended Texas's position. And this week, a three-judge panel of the Fifth Circuit ruled 2-1 to one that Texas could enforce limits on abortions that were part of the state's emergency order
0: the Fifth Circuit uh, has shown an intemperance uh, towards reproductive health rights and safety. And we see this through the very recent case, uh, June Medical, which is now before the U.S. Supreme Court. What's important to note about the Fifth Circuit is that despite the Supreme Court's holding in Whole Woman's Health, just a few years back, where the Supreme Court upheld abortion rights, striking down uh, two Texas laws and one that related to doctors, uh, to the state requiring that doctors receive admitting privileges, Uh, Louisiana promulgated another law virtually the same as the Supreme Court had struck down, and the Fifth Circuit upheld it. That was highly unusual. That would have been the equivalent of brown v board of education of topeka kansas of the state of louisiana creating a a segregation law and saying well brown v board of education doesn't apply to us we're louisiana that's how absurd it is that the fifth circuit upheld this um admitting privileges law in louisiana
1: if courts allow these so-called emergency restrictions during the pandemic will there be repercussions after the virus? Is it sort of establishing some kind of precedent?
0: Well, certainly that's what they're looking to do. The effort behind measures like this is really to uh, undermine, undercut, and basically kill abortion rights by a thousand strikes. What uh, individuals who are taking this stance are seeking to do is to figure out what are the most strategic ways in which they can undermine this important constitutional right. And this is one of them. Litigation will continue after that. But what they're hoping is that with a sympathetic Supreme Court, perhaps a five to a Supreme Court that clearly has five conservative justices that have articulated anti-abortion leanings, that they will hit the right note where they continue to undermine these rights and constrain them such that abortion rights become more illusory than real, even if one says that Roe still has meaning in the United States.
1: Now, it's not just red states that are using the pandemic to advance their position. A group of 21 blue states are urging the Trump administration to ease restrictions on a medication abortion drug. So is it wrong of them to do that, as it's wrong of the red states to do what they're doing? Well, what, so, so let's be clear.
0: Um, abortion is constitutional. It's not just legal, right? It is a constitutional right. So when a state is saying, let's find a way to make this constitutional right more accessible for the people who want to exercise it, that is not doing something that's actually contrary to the law or contrary to the constitution it's being mindful Let, let's let's face it so if a person is pregnant and the person either wants to carry the pregnancy to term or to terminate it. The reality is prenatal care far more exposes someone to contracting the virus, having to multiple times see a nurse practitioner or to see a doctor time and time and time again or postnatally. With an abortion, it is generally one time and it's done and there's not the need for PPEs, the, the protective gear that doctors would need and so forth. So really the arguments that are being made to constrain the constitutional right happen to be problematic, just as we would see with voting, right? If the state said, well, it's an emergency, let's just constrain people's right to vote. Let's just stop them from voting rather than thinking through how best can we make sure that people have a right to vote? Because after all, they have a right to vote it would be problematic when states say, oh, here we have a pandemic. Let's see how we can constrain your constitutional rights, uh, even if they have little relevance to what's happening at this time.
1: And looking at abortion rights broadly, how much depends on the way the Supreme Court rules on the abortion case before it now, the one that you just mentioned?
0: Well, it's quite significant. So, you know, Justice Roberts will be a key in the coming case. And so what this case concerns is not only uh, the constitutional right to terminate a pregnancy, but it also concerns how um, our our Supreme Court's legitimacy. And what I mean by that is that there, there is a question about the value of precedent. What Justice Thomas has been saying lately to sort of set the stage for this is that precedent doesn't matter very much. And to some degree, we do have to be careful with thinking about precedent. Let's remember that this was a nation where the Supreme Court had, in fact, upheld uh, racially segregated uh, laws in this country. So striking those down with Brown was very important. Yet at the same time, we understand the importance and validity of judicial precedent and that the court can't act in a willy-nilly way subject to its political whims at the time. And that's really what this Louisiana case is about. If just three or four years ago the Supreme Court struck down this law, saying that it obstructed and undermined constitutional rights, now changing course would really be a matter of the Supreme Court actually violating what Justice Roberts said a year ago, which is that we're not Trump courts, we're not Obama courts, we are the Supreme Court, and we are an objective,
1: neutral court that follows the law. Thanks, Michelle. That's Michelle Goodwin, a professor at UC Irvine Law School. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcast I'm June Grosso, this is Bloomberg.